Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. So, welcome to another edition of Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. This week, a shortened episode, but we've got George Scrimshaw from Derbyshire uh, on the pod in the cow corner. Uh, but before we talk to George, and that interview is coming up shortly, uh, we'll just review uh, the last game, last couple of games from Winsall point of view. Uh, we played Risley on Saturday in the first team, and uh, second team played over at Alistray. Yeah, so the first played Risley. Always going to be a tough battle, and. Uh, I think down the down the years we've had some some good runnings with Riz. They seem to be a nice bunch of lads actually. Winston batted first and uh, put a decent total on one seven seven. I think it was slightly under par, Neil. If I, if I'm honest, I think um, uh, I started out. I thought I might have got two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean Angelo Nell came into the side. Um, he's had his ups and downs with the first team, but I think for the first time, from what I could see, he looked the business in the first team. Most definitely. He hit the ball very hard. Uh, a couple of shots from Jay Harper that went back as quick as they came, really. He ended up with 46. But then we had a bit of a slump, really, a bit slowed down. And 177, probably halfway, I didn't think was quite enough. Uh, I thought we were cruising towards 250 quite easily. 
And like I said, we had a bit of a slump. Back to Angelo, he had a bit of a brain fade, didn't he? Mm. He just, just yeah. padded up to one. Yeah, he did. On 46. Yeah. But, uh, I think what he particularly enjoyed <coughs> was that extra pace that was coming through. Jay was bowling as quick as anyone who's mm. bowled down here this yeah, year. I and think he, so, he certainly yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and we were 90 for two, 102 for three. And like Neil says, we thought 250s there. Yeah. But then the second half of the innings just went pretty much down south. Yeah, basically. and in reply, um, Risley again, they were they had got not a bad start. Hubbard got thirty one, and Jay Harper, the key man, really. Um, that was a key wicket. Kamal bowling in for forty four. I think once that wicket fell, I think the writing was probably on the wall, mm. and the wickets were spread. It dug out with two. James Johnson uh, picked up three wickets, and the old spin twins, Neil and Kamal, picked up five between them with Neil and getting three. Three for thirty-five. So, really, I mean, you've got to say that's a good result, and we need to keep going on with those results uh, if we're to challenge for a promotion division two. Second team, they did pretty well bowling. Alistair out one three five. Very good performance. Uh, Pritchard with six wickets. So yeah, six for forty-four off his ten overs. Yeah. And in reply, Garrick did batted well, opening the batting with forty-five, which is probably the biggest, obviously the biggest score, but. Uh, yeah, good win, 22 points, uh, double win for both teams. So. Just flavour the line by looks of it. Just back to the first scene, Eddie, Eddie took a few catches, got the monkey Yeah, now, yeah, so. I'd be pleased with that. I yeah, think yeah. he, uh, when he took his first one in the slips, he, he reckons it was like winning the town old clock yeah, or something. Yeah, it looked like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who dropped one that made Duggo very angry? Yeah, I dropped one, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did, didn't like yeah. to make it. Don't tell very often. That last couple of overs, Duggo bowled, were as angry as I've seen him in a long time. Yeah, There's so. a lot, lot of relief when those wickets went down. Yeah, yeah, nice to see. But first team are stuck there in second place, effectively four points ahead of Denby in mm. Div 3 North, three North yeah. in terms of getting promoted. And second team, they've done what we wanted this year, haven't yeah, they? They're, they're stuck in the middle of Div 6, exactly yeah. where we wanted, really. But they're not. I think they're going to finish in that position, neither, yeah. up, neither up nor down, but... Yeah, it's it's vital that the first team get as many points as they can for the next few weeks because essentially Denby, have, I think they've got three games left like we have and they play lower opposition and we play pretty decent opposition so it's going to be vital. It, it'll be right down to the wire, I think. And then moving on to Sunday, we had a had our annual President's Day uh, in, hosted by Mick Causer, our president and groundsman. As usual, it was a great day. The weather hat was... Uh, she put its hat on for us and uh, in the morning we had um, a junior game between our under 11s and under 13s which was great success lots of parents down here so thanks for turning up and then that was followed by uh, our annual presence again between effectively first and the second team but we mix it up so we've got uh, an even even split do you want to what were the scores Neil in that uh, there was team Gunton versus team Pichard Team Pichard won the toss and batted first. They were two two nine for four, and T. Oh no, one went early. Is the scorecards back no, to team I mean, one job you've got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, team Pichard was two two four off forty overs, eight wickets down. Uh, Garrick twenty three. Dale Winston returning back to cricket with forty. Arbol Kamal, which he was pleased about. <laughs> uh, that was a headline. I don't think Kamal was pleased about right. it. Uh, Sam retired on 46. Yeah, big innings from Sam. Yeah. So casual. And what did uh, the Gunton 11 get in return there? What was their score? Uh, knocked him off for four. 36 overs. Yeah, 36 yeah. overs, yeah. Made it look easy in the end, really. But they, they, did. S- they spread it around with the runs. It was uh, 30 for Clark, and I see him get a few runs for a change. Mm. 30 odd for Gunton. Three scores of 33, surprisingly, with Gunton Watson, James Watson and Harry Bryan. 
and then Billy Neal chipped in with 30 at the end. So they all spread it round. Um, so good day, great barbecue and uh, paella by uh, our resident chef and uh, secretary Dunk. And uh, yeah, we raised a lot of money for the club. It was it was a really good day. Which is what it's all about, isn't it, President's yeah. Day? And for the first time, the old Stump Stumps and Beer Pumps team did live commentary on the game via our YouTube feed as well. So that was good to hear. Fortunately, I don't think we had too many, if, if any, swear words or expletives. Or Not anything from like. the commentators. No, no. I don't think you could hear anything in the background. But that went down well. I think uh, it was a big success. I can't see us doing too many more because it was a... It was, it was hard a, work. It was a hard work. Long day, you know, six or seven hours. At Especially when that first innings, we kept saying there's something really slow about slow, that. It, yeah. was just, it was sedate, yeah. wasn't it? It was indeed, um, yeah. It was a bit, yeah. bit better in the second innings. We had some good guests in. Our, our Neil came in himself and had a chat. Yeah. Uh, who else came in? Matthew Clark decided that he wanted to pop in a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. He was quite happy to talk, Clark. He wasn't yeah, asking. Yeah, he was. But... Eddie did well and then... We were sort of hijacked. Full strength. Yeah, we, we were hijacked by James Roebuck, lead singer of uh, band Captain Full Strength, who sang at our uh, end of season do last year. He just he hijacked the, the uh, commentary box, and but it was actually a pretty good chat to be honest with you. And James is, for those who don't know, he's one of our long-standing players and biggest fans really he comes down on his bike most weeks to watch his play so uh, good to see him great to see a couple of the juniors playing in the senior game in the afternoon yeah. although I, I am still I'm, I'm a bit angsty for Paul Meller our coach who decided that if he's going to take any wickets he's going to take junior wickets two junior wickets yeah. he'll be well pleased with in that in fact I think he took one with his first ball didn't he I think he did but it was called no ball surprisingly I know it definitely wasn't no ball he, was his, his arm was bent I'm sure <laughs> um, without yeah. a shadow but no good, always good to see a couple of the juniors playing there and Reef Nell in particular Angelo's lad Reef when he was bowling he looked really good actually bowling off 22 yards for the first probably the first time because he'd, he'd bowl off normally what is it 17 yards 17, 17 yards, yards yeah. so he bowled off nine, uh, 22 yards so he looked good Definitely. I think as he grows, he'll, he'll become a, a damn good cricketer from what I can say. Yeah. And Neil pointed out Dale Winson was back. I mean, yeah. how good did he look, Dale? He was left-handed. They always look good left-handed. Yeah, there's something about it, isn't there? Yeah, he looked good with a bat. Very good. Yeah, and he uh, took a fabulous he a, catch. He took a great catch. Was that you, Neil? It was me, yeah. yeah. I tried to finish with a six, just for yeah. the crowd. I know, yeah. Always a crowd pleaser you are, yeah. mate, to be honest with you. You did go out swinging a bit, didn't you? Mm. Yeah. I don't feel your beers, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Dare we ask how many by that time? Uh, no, no yeah. not in the slightest. Bit. Yeah, so that was this weekend, and um, as I say, we've got next up. We've got uh, George Grimshaw. Once again, it's welcome to Cow Corner with me and Livo and Richard Marsa. Joining us today is a player who this season has uniquely played in every possible format at every level of the game, and we'll come to that later. So, welcome to Cow Corner, George Grimshaw. How are we, George? Very good, thank you. Very good. So. You've been selected for England Lions uh, already, George. Uh, made a good impression there. Uh, you've been picked up by the Welsh Fire in the 100. Also, in within that, you've taken two wickets in for 22 in 22 balls with the big scouts of Moen Alley and Liam Livingstone. What, what's your influence been from Derbyshire and Mickey Arthur in particular in your growth and development? Uh, I think just um, playing... Um, Playing for, first and foremost every game um, in the T20s this year has definitely helped my white ball development from last yeah. year. And Mickey's been brilliant and um, he, he demands a lot from his players, sets his standards high and um, I think that's something that the club needed. Um, and obviously we've already got into a quarter-final uh, in, mm. in his first year and in, obviously in red ball cricket as well, we're challenging for promotion still. Uh, there's three games to go and 
we all believe we can do it. Um, yeah, let's hope so, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's been a he's been a great influence, and I've just been really enjoying my cricket so far this season. What in particular does he say to you? I mean, I know he's we've seen him on the outfield in training sessions, putting his arm around players, and he seems to yeah. be a very good man manager in one to ones. What does he actually say that you know that makes the difference? Yeah, well, as you say, he has his own individual chats with the players and makes sure that we're all very clear in in our role in the in the team. Yeah, I think, I think that's the the main thing um, in a team because if you're somewhat unsure of where you fit in in a team, then you might play differently. And mm. it's all how the team gels together, and if everyone does their role to the best of their ability, then yeah. chances well, what, are. What about the other coaches, the bowling coaches, have they been helping out greatly? As as you must have been a great influence this year. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. As same as same as Mickey does, he'll have his own. Um, team collective bowling meeting um, with us as bowlers and then individually or chat to us as well um, just making sure that you're clearing your plans and, and how, how to go about your business on, on different pitches and, and different players really so collectively they've, they've all been really helpful for us that, that's a really good way for me to ask a question I was talking to Richard about earlier. You say different games, different pitches, different... 3rd of June this year, you had the pleasure of playing on TV for Derbyshire in the T20 against Nottinghamshire. Next yeah. day, you roll up at Ralston for Dunstall and in a proper Derbyshire <laughs> league match. How would you work between that so quickly to go from finishing at 10 o'clock at night of a derby and 12, 12.30, whatever the time it is the next day, you're up at Ralston? Yeah, I mean, um, the day after that, I wasn't... I wasn't bowling in that game. I just played as a batter, and um, we actually lost that game. Uh, lost the end. But you got sixty. I did. I, yeah, I got I got sixty three off fifty balls. I think I, <laughs> I played quite well that game. But um, yeah, it was quite a quick turnover because we finished at like you know, obviously ten, like you say, and then you hang around at the ground for a bit, and then yeah, it's it's, it's tough to get to sleep after a game like that. But but then you've got to get your back into game mode, haven't you, for Dunstall? Um, yeah. has this, the influence of the coaches at Derbyshire in particular helped you we've been able to do that because cricket is unique there's no other sport where a player plays like that no. and I, the example I use is well, we won't go down the Leeds route um, if Trent Alexander-Arnold plays for Liverpool on a Saturday he does not play for Waterloo Dock in the local league the following morning that's yeah. what you did though yeah um I think it was per personal choice if I knew I was going to be uh, bowling the next day um, I think one Mickey wouldn't let me bowl after yeah it made me bowl the next day and then obviously being sensible i would always communicate with him i'm gonna yeah. i was gonna ask you that mate i mean how much communication does take place do you go to mickey and say rolston uh, i've been asked to play against rolston the next day and then he gives you his feedback how does it work yeah I, i'd always go to him saying would would it be all good if i played on the weekend bowl or not bowl and uh, there's there's some stuff about workloads but that you yeah. know that's it's not all all true workload stuff. Like you can bowl as little or as much, um, and that that doesn't really affect on doesn't really have too much effect on the body. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, that's a really interesting point about workloads because we, there's a lot of conversations going on about workloads as we know in cricket right now generally. Uh, and I was looking at some stats of yours earlier, George, and I'm going to take you back. I'm going to ask you a question, but I'll take you back to 2011. I don't know if you realise this in 2011, and yeah. you played 48 games of cricket according to our friends at Play Cricket. Uh, there was no worries then about your workload. There was just bowl, 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 bat, bat, bat. Your Wikipedia page says that you're a product of the Worcestershire Academy system. Um, yeah. I think it's fair to say you're a product of what we would call the club cricket pathway because you have literally gone all the way through from, is it Barton under 11, 13s? Yeah, yeah so Barton and England A. So 
how do you think that varies at workload level for you guys now? Do you, do you think you could do more? Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of a lot of opinions on workloads, and um, yeah, I think a lot of different methods work for different players. Um, I say take someone like uh, me last year who bowled a lot of overs last mm. year, and I I only, I only missed like the last five weeks of the season yeah. last year, but. Hey, me or or Sam, like Sam Connors has, has bowled a lot of overs this year. Yeah, probably one of the most in the championship. And I think some people respond from if they bowl more and more, their body gets used to it and gets stronger through bowling. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably one of the main successes. I think if you keep bowling, get used to bowling, your body will know how to cope with it. Where mm. some people might be a bit tentative and spend a bit more time in the gym and reduce the amount that they bowl. And um, they, they can pick up injuries that way, but I suppose it can happen either way. It's just what works for you. Absolutely. And I think that workload issue has been brought up so many times this year in particular, but there have been a number of ex-pros who've come up there and said the best training we can ever do is actually to bowl. And I think yeah. when we when we chatted with Mickey earlier in the season, one of the things that I was very, very reassured by was he puts it very simple. I'll pick my best 11 as many times as I can. They're going to keep yeah. bowling. They're going to keep batting because if they're in form, we're going to keep them going all the time. And I think you obviously, you go with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And um, I think he'll encourage his, his players, if there's a few days gap, uh, he'll encourage his players to go and play club cricket just to keep them playing and, and hitting balls and, and bowling balls if, if we're allowed to. So You've obviously played, like Ian says, every level of cricket, red ball, white ball, last 100, club cricket. In the blast against Somerset in early July, I think mid-July actually, you, you were just outstanding with your figures of, uh, I think it was four overs, two for 16 or something, when everybody yeah. else around you was being... Well, smash to be honest with you. Talk, tell us, talk us through that. I mean, what you, you bowled fourteen balls that uh, dot balls that day. Talk us through what did you do differently that everybody else didn't? Uh, well, obviously that that day I'd not. I was I actually opened the bowling that day. Mm. Um, I don't know if they expected me to open the bowling. That's probably a surprise to them. But um, I think me that game. I, normally every game I have some form of of nerves no no matter what standard I'll play if I play club cricket I'll have nerves if I'm batting if I'm bowling if I'm fielding I'll have nerves so Mm. that game somehow I I didn't have any going on at all Um, really I just yeah I went out there bowled with with no fear and the wicket suited me it was a quick deck and I just ran up and bowled yeah (laughs) bowled quickly and I mean, your, your, your colleagues were going for 19s 20s 15s you know yeah big difference yeah, I think um, an extra seamer or two on that day would have helped us because um, we know it's a small ground and mm. looking at the pitch, we thought it would, would have been a quick one. Um, yeah, obviously, we know the dimensions are quite small, so spinners might be easier to pick up on, especially to the short side. Um, mm. But I I just backed myself to hit a good length. and um mm. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I didn't even need to bowl any any slower deliveries that game because every ball I was bowling was was working in the area that I was, and I, I didn't yeah. need to go. I mean, didn't need to go searching for any other delivery. So everything clicked for me that day. It, it, it's funny you talk about those nerves and the, the way you react to them. It doesn't matter whether you're playing for Dunstall or whether you're playing for England A. Um, but Richard made a really good point there in sort of being tonked as your colleagues were. Oh. I'm gonna be unfair. I'm gonna be unfair to you, George. But you know what? You've you've got a good comeback here. You were being tonked against Lancashire in the blast, and you went for three overs for forty-eight. That's right. Yeah. And then Sean gave you the ball for the last over this year. Um, yeah. 
It was one of the best six balls I've seen in the blast for a long time, to be fair. Talk us through what that last over, because yeah, 48 runs in three overs. We were going down at Derbyshire that day. Yeah. There's no two ways about it until you came back with that last over. What went through your mind when Sean went, here you go, mate, get on with it? <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we had like a little collective meeting with the captain. A couple of other players came in the huddle and um, they were like, who, who should we pick to bowl here? And <laughs> I think it only had to be me really I think a few of them backed me uh, Mads not sort of mid-game I'd, even after I'd gone for a lot of runs he came over to me and said you'll, you'll win this game today after the third over I did not feel like that at all. <laughs> he was I, right, was eh? I won't tell you what was being said in the stands that day but you know what we backed him <laughs> yeah. yeah sure <laughs> but yeah there was, there was a lot going on and um, I think I think I, at the end I was just like I, I, I want this over um, I want to be the one to turn this around and I did I did obviously back myself. I didn't yeah. expect it to go exactly how it went, but um mm-hmm. I, I couldn't be I couldn't be more happy that Yeah, that. I mean the atmosphere when you came off was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, the, the crowd was, yeah. was really good. I was just yeah. gonna as well, mate. You were spoke you know, you were due to play for Welsh Fire against Wayne the other day. It's a shame you didn't play. I don't know if you was injured or rested, but I don't know if you heard the comments before the game from Mark Butcher. He was he was quite disappointed you weren't playing. Not because really? I think if he bowling for us, but because he attached really, I think he was missing that. What do yeah. you on that? I know, I know that, um, I know that Corky hates the tash, but he also loves the tash. <laughs> That's Corky. <laughs> no, I, I like him. He's, he's yeah. funny. Absolutely. Um, do, you want, do you want to talk about the tash itself, or well, talk about the tash? Talk about you know, I mean, it's it's great in a way that people are talking about it because it's not it's not just that that's getting noticed; it's your ability and the, the outstanding Absolutely. performances. And you know, for somebody like Mark Butcher to be saying, you know, we're missing seeing George Grimshaw today is a fantastic thing for him. Must give you a massive boost. Yeah, definitely. Um, if the fact that people have noticed my performances and if people are looking forward to actually watching me yeah. play that, uh, it, it's a big, yeah, big confidence booster, and it's it's nice to know that that people know what I can do and, and know mm. how I've played. So, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate it. I mean, the words that George and England were mentioned next to each other. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I and mean, you must have obviously ambitions on that direction. Think it's a reality. Well, I don't know if it's a reality. I'm, I'm too humble to say, but um, I know I'm, you are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly what I want to do. I want to play cricket for England, especially in the mm. short fall of the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's literally my dream, and who knows yeah. if, I, if I can get a few more good performances together on mm. TV, then then who I, knows? I think you've just got to keep doing what you're doing, mate. Haven't you? Absolutely. The rest will follow. What have you made of the uh, the club's Derbyshire's performances so far in the Royal London Cup? It's been a bit in and out, obviously, George. What have you been looking at? Yeah, um, obviously the game yesterday was called off and mm-hmm. the win before that might have put us on a little bit of a run. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was um, obviously we've lost a few at the start. Um, I actually don't know if we can still... I think we can still get through, can't we? Just about. Just about, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought at the start that we'd, we'd be... Like we'd have a really good chance because I think we've got a, a strong squad um, mm-hmm. in the form of the game. Obviously, a couple of us missing to the hundred, like several other counties, and yeah. the counties with the bigger squads have have done well this year. But I still would have backed us to to do well, and and who knows, we might be able to turn around. So how big an influence has uh, Shan Masood been coming back for for the for the Royal London? Do you think that's big for the rest of the season, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, especially in, in the red ball, but he, he came back and he scored an 80 straight away um, mm-hmm. in the 
defeat yeah. it. Um, he, yeah, you know, he's a good player. He's straight in and scoring runs. What, what about your, your batting? Because you, you scored 60-plus for Dunstall this year. When you're back at the club, when you're back at the Encora and you do a bit of netting yourself, do, do you watch, do, do you listen to the Sean or you know, Ian Bell was there earlier this year? You, is there anyone that you're sort of trying to build? Because if you go back at your career, back to a junior, you did score quite a lot of runs when you were a junior, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm quite a, a technical batter. So if in, in white ball cricket, I can't I can't do that. <laughs> if you come in there... <laughs> 11 you can't you can't do that and then um, so you, you have to learn how to how to score um or at least just get quick one and accumulate but um yeah I'd like to do a lot a lot more work on that but if I was coming in higher up the order then I'd I'd obviously play with like how how I would play, but yeah, I need to I need to learn how to start smacking. It, I think <laughs> it's it's just unfortunate that when you come in at that n- number, as you say, that there's only one thing they're looking for time and time again, isn't it? Um, it's it's very rare you're going to come in looking for one run to win, uh, a nice little dab to to mid off or something. So you have got to slog it. But at the end of the day, you've got all the guys around you, you've got some great players around you, and you've got a great coaching team at Derbyshire. Uh, do, do you look forward to going back in, for example, January and getting back in those nets and really working hard with the team? Yeah, definitely. Um, who knows where I'll where I'll be in the winds, but where, wherever I am, um, I'll Ooh. be. I'll be working. And, and, and anything we could be asking <laughs> questions on there. No, to, to be fair, I've, I've not heard anything yet. It's, I'm just, my, I'm just hoping I can maybe get in a few um, mm. white ball tournaments over the winter. That'll be that'll be brilliant. Stumps, ups, and beer bumps. Super over. Right, so George, we always like to ask our guests uh, our super over. Your favourite ground? Uh, don't stop cricket club. Silence for me and Richard. Your favourite batter? Go yeah, for Joe Root. Your favourite bowler? I'm gonna go Freddie Flintoff. Your favourite tipple? Uh, like a brew dog. Okay. Okay. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Um, sort of any any sort of brownie after I've finished my main main tea. Okay. And your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Freddie Flintoff's a cricket hero, but uh, if you want to go football as well. I'll go someone like Mark Baduka is my favourite striker at Leeds so. that's brilliant thanks George no problems super over stumps ups and beer bumps what do you find the biggest difference this year for you George we've had a lot of talk with people this year about the, the quality of the red balls whether it be club cricket county cricket all the way through to test matches have you seen a difference with the white balls in terms of quality as well uh, to me the white balls have been the same um, Red. I've, I've heard a lot of things about the the red ball changing over the years mm. like it, and the, the the fact that the older red balls were better or they've been preferred mm. i don't mm-hmm. i don't know why but um I mean, i've only played how many two or three championship games this year i might play a couple more for the end of the year but um yeah the white balls have been the same so you go back a couple of years for you mate you, you were at worcestershire for a couple of years and it didn't quite work out there to be fair did it you, know, you didn't quite get as far as you wanted to how does it feel when you got that call to say come up and join your local club of derbyshire yeah obviously I've spent however many four or five years at Worcester on the staff and then um, three of those were pretty much uh, ruled out due to injury um, yeah. did not play any game I hardly played any games at all but then in the winter of or halfway through 2020 I was sent out a few messages and Steve Kirby was the bowling coach at Derby at the time yeah. I got in with him and who he then got me in touch with Dave Houghton and he um, 
invited me to come and join. Um, well, they just let me use the facilities and come in and train mm-hmm. with the with the squad, and I was just very appreciative of it. And um, yeah, it was it was nice knowing that it was a, a local team, and mm. I've, I've, been, I've absolutely loved it ever since. It's and it's it's great being on the doorstep, and I know we put a big onus on Derbyshire on local lads coming through the <clears> pathway, <throat> local lads who've played in the local leagues. You know, the, the, the likes of yourselves, uh, Sam Connors, Alex Hughes has played at Swarks. This guy's been out in the league. Lots. Do you look at the scores for the club cricket? seen each weekend i do i do uh tune in a little bit yeah i do tune in a little bit always done still first yeah well mainly it's it's just done still but um yeah i have a little look and ask around i can't believe i'm saying this but yeah mr mandelberg will be listening potentially and be very happy to hear that dunstall's been mentioned a number of times um but i've seen that you you have played at our place at winstall a couple of times as well and do you have any memories of that yeah um i think i last played there i think i just played as a batter i must have got 20 or something then I yeah. got out but um, yeah I, 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 I quite like the ground actually it's, it's weird on the as you bat in one um, side yeah yeah with that corner bit yeah but, yeah, um, yeah. Do, catches I'll a few do. people out that does yeah they've got that famous tree on the pitch down at Canterbury for all those years we just have a house in the corner instead which makes it a bit different <laughs> doesn't it so yeah. you know, we did put it to you early this season on, on Twitter we'll just sort of ask we want to grab you sometime between now and the end of the season or if Mickey lets us it'll have to be at the end of the season we, we want to put you in a net and have a little challenge against our friend Watto because he is our top run scorer this year um, yeah. he has batted really well but what memories do you have of, of uh, Mr Watson so, um, <laughs> I, got, I got quite uh, matey with him again in um, about probably in 2016 when he was at Barton and I would always go down and with that with me and what used to go to the gym together as well so we share a lot of car journeys and um, yeah I, I think it's a great lad it's funny and yeah. uh, that's another statement <laughs> it, it, it's interesting to see you went to the gym together because we'd never recognise him going to the gym no I'd never say that no, no. He, he came I mean it was baking hot on Saturday and he, he opened the batting batted 310 not out and he was absolutely knackered and it, believe it or not he was on bar duty as well <laughs> literally <laughs> off his feet he couldn't walk and I don't think he's I got a message from him yesterday he can't walk still I think he was absolutely it was baking hot so uh, just going back to Tash then George uh, it's obviously get, becoming a bit legendary we didn't we didn't really go through it before what made you grow it and how long did it take you to grow it <laughs> Um, so it's, uh, it's more of like a superstition, good luck thing. And um, but before that, I knew a lot of. Obviously, you got Mitchell Johnson who had a massive yeah. horrible match, and a lot of other a lot of other fast bowlers I knew that did it. Lockie Ferguson's always got one. Yeah, but I, yeah, I just kept it because I was I was doing well at the time. I just kept it, and then I think if I ever have like I don't know three bad games, then I'll get rid of it. But. <laughs> well, it's been a good look omen for you, and I think it's obviously helping to get noticed as well. Yeah, I suppose a little bit of that as well. They'll, they'll yeah. think it's the tall fast bowler with the tash. So <laughs> yeah, you never know. It might be five years' time. We'll all be down in Brisbane, and there'll be George Scrimshaw coming in at the, at the Gabba, and there'll be lots of England Barmy Army fans with the tash around. That could be quite cool, actually, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, to be fair. I wouldn't mind that. That would be something to aim for, that one. Without a shadow. I, I think Mickey made it very clear at the beginning of the season, didn't he, that we've got a number of players at Derbyshire who could make England level this year. And you, you and Sam have both got to the Lions this year. Um, who else is on that radar with, with you, do you think, George? Uh, uh, Derby. 
Yeah, mm. who do you think's on the radar there? Uh, there's a few. Um, I'd go. I think next in line, might, another very good bowler is probably who's taken a lot of wickets. Aitchison, maybe he's yeah. He's can't be too far from a Lions call up if he keeps bowling the way he is. But yeah, I, I'm just very happy that we've got a few players on on England's radar. And yeah, it doesn't matter what club you're playing at. I think it's it's more your performances, and I'm glad that someone like Mickey. Yeah. Is, helped us be uh, recognised in that sort of light and, and hopefully we can we can do a club round. Yeah, most definitely. I, th- I think I'd like to give a bit of a shout out to one of your other colleagues at Derbyshire, I think had a, a really interesting influence through the T20 because he never got to play a game, uh, which was Anuj Dahl, who yeah. he, he, he was the single best water carrier in the history of the Vitality <laughs> Blast this year, running on constantly to sort out the keeper's helmet and caps of water for you lot. But he's a, he's he's the classic player who's a great influence for Mickey and the team this year. And he's been outstanding all year, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, he's had a he's had a very good year this year, um, and obviously, I think he's so good technically batting. He's Absolutely. he's incredible. Obviously, scored I mean, a lot of runs. He's done fantastic. But you got to have a big shout out for Brooke Guest as well. I mean, released from yeah. Lancashire, could have gone yeah. by the wayside, and Derbyshire picked him up. And what has he done? Four centuries, five centuries this year. Yeah, I think four. I think him and Nudge have both been battling each other for yeah. A, in hundreds, I think they're always like just just far ahead of each other. But um, it's a good battle that they're having for for mm. runs. But um, but yeah, both of them are having brilliant right. seasons. Yeah. So what do you see the prospects then for we're coming towards the end of, of our chat judge what do you see the prospects for the rest of the season um for yourself in particular obviously but for derbyshire and especially with the return of the county championship very shortly yeah so for, for derbyshire i'd love to at least play one more championship game and and be in and around the squad and i obviously want us to to uh, challenge for promotion i really, i think we all want it and who's to say that we can't if if we win all the games and um and someone just slips up, I think we can still do it. So, and then yep. for the rest, of, yeah. So one one game in the championship, I'll aim for in the last three, and then yeah, obviously finish well in in the hundred, another good performance or two, and then um, obviously the World Cup's coming on, uh, coming up soon. If if I do really well, then I'll, that's that's a dream, isn't it? It's a big dream. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. But that's the sort of dream you got to have, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've always set standards high, and I I never look too far ahead, and I'll I'll be surprised if I ever get called up. But um, but. Yeah, that, that is the dream. And then, obviously, there's the big bash coming up as well in all the other tournaments. I yeah. just love to be involved in them. So that, that's always been my dream to play in all the yeah. white ball well, I'm sure you'll have the support of everybody in local cricket from Dunstall right through the league, and especially us at Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps as well. You know, we, we like to think you're a bit of a friend of the pod. And yeah. uh, we'll be... Uh, Shouting from the rooftops if you if you get that call up. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate um, you two both and all the, all the fans at Derby and yeah, all my family and friends at Barton mm. and, and Dunstall. Yeah, they've, they've been great. It's a journey, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all happened very quickly for me this year, and so I, I couldn't be happier to be honest. Yeah, it's good to say. So, George, you've been invited to. Uh, put a team into the Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps six-a-side competition. It can be any player you, you like from Welsh Five, Vitality Blast, One Day, uh, Royal London, County Championships, International, whatever. Uh, you're allowed two batters, two bowlers, an all-rounder and a wicketkeeper. So over to you, your two batters. OK, I'm going to go uh, Sean Masood. Perfect. Yeah. I'll go... Uh... Anuj Dahl for his form. I love him, man. Good one. Yeah, you like that. Two yeah. bowlers. Two bowlers. 
go Sam yeah. and go Jumper, another leg spinner in there. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. And uh, all-rounder. All-rounder. Oh, I've got Guesty as my keeper, sorry, as well. Guesty yeah. as a keeper, yeah. Well, well, I thought that might be the choice. Yeah, um, an all-rounder. Uh, uh, Dwayne Pretorius, he's a very good player. He's, he's yeah. impressive. Yeah, good, good call. That's great. I think that'll do well. That's a decent yeah, team now because yeah. you've got, you got Anna Darley who can bowl as well there, haven't you, sir? Yeah, yeah exactly. Plenty of bowling options. You didn't pick yourself, George. Well. He said, <laughs> he, said he was humble, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think Madders picked himself either, did he? No, I don't yeah. think he did. No, definitely. That'd be a controversy, not picking Wayne. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, George does realise that we tweet those teams out, doesn't he? Obviously, the matters will see it. I'm sure he'll be over listening. Hey, it's been absolutely fabulous, George, to get some time with you and uh, in the salubrious surroundings of your hotel room down there in Cardiff. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back at the Incora very shortly. And obviously, fingers crossed, we'll see you around one or two grounds in the Derbyshire League towards the end of the season if you get a Saturday off. And you're more than welcome to join us at Winsall for, uh, shall we say, a Diet Coke, if you don't want Nicky listening <laughs> to anything else, do we? Uh, but yeah. you're more than welcome. Thanks for your time. Thanks for uh, Derbyshire for organising this. Brilliant. Thanks, George. No worries. Thanks a lot. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Take Cheers, care, George. Mate. All the best. Fabulous to hear from George there. He spoke to us while he was away on uh, the 100 duty with Welsh Fire uh, in his salubrious surroundings of his Cardiff hotel room. Um, you know, it's great to just hear that insight from somebody who's played in all forms of cricket this year, wasn't it, Richard? It was. He's a great lad. He's a great supporter of the podcast. He's very humble. Um, I just hope he goes on to bigger and better things which it looks like he, he will be doing Absolutely, obviously the key thing for us at the podcast is we're desperate to get him down the ground towards the end of the season for the, the old challenge against Watto because yeah. we definitely want to see if somebody can put their uh, <laughs> the, their mouth where their head is the way he keeps going on about yeah, it Watto, Watto's challenged him and uh, says he'll never get Watto out I think it'll be the other way around to be honest, I think Watto will We'll be ducking and diving all over the place. And that will be on video if we get it with Definitely, that. Yeah, yeah. A most important thing to, to bring up at this point uh, to all of our listeners is we're, we're really pleased to announced that following this year's work that we've done with Derbyshire County Cricket Club, we have now agreed with them to continue. So they can't get rid of us. We can't get rid of them for the time being. And we're going to go with them again in 2023. Going to do probably five or six Derbyshire specials with them during the year. Um, probably started off in January to talk all about their pre-season. So you know, you can't, I can't wait to talk pre-season training with professional players just as all our lot are getting back in the nets at mm. local schools, which could be yeah. quite different. They'll be, uh, they'll be creaking a bit, I think. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's been great working with them, and uh, we look forward to working with them next year to just continue to bring the pro- professional game as close as we can to our little club game that we play in all our local clubs on a Saturday and a Sunday and whatever night of the week it is. So uh, thanks to everyone at Derbyshire, in particular Tom Skinner and Stephen Martin, and thanks to the guests that we've had from Derbyshire so far this year. I think that's it for this week, guys. Um, we've done this one quite quickly compared to one or two of our other pods to sort of get this out with this news of the continuation of the partnership. Um, but it, it's been a great week at Winsell. Uh, it's been a great week for the, the, the podcast as well. We've got some other exciting news to announce in the next week or two as well. Uh, and it's uh, be great to speak with everyone again shortly. So from me and Livo, it's see you for now. Neil, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. And from you, Richard. Ciao, brethren. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. 
Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. <laughs>